behind missing the game. But uh, it, it took a while to get all things together. And, and at that point, it's halftime. And my wife's like, all right, it's time to go. I'm like, no, it's not. Um, I'll, I'll meet you there. Because <laughs> I've watched enough of it to be invested. And then that, that comeback, just the, the spirit that they played with. And the fact that you've got some guys who you feel like you can grow with. And it's a different type of it's a different type of experience than, than what it was before. But, you know, I, I, I've got fans constantly trying to clown me. And I, I say this with, with all honesty. I don't care about Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and them in regards to the Nets. They anymore. want you to care. Robin, you do care. <laughs> I just don't. I, okay, I, I can watch Katie on the Suns. I can watch Kyrie on the Mavs. I, I, I'm past it. I mean, Are you no, mad? Aren't you mad? Aren't you mad about it? I'm furious. I, you know, but the, here's the thing. The Suns trade, which was kind of the last chip, uh, that was it. They had to cash the last chip. They they hit. That's the, the chip that hit. Because Mikhail Bridges, I don't want to get ahead of myself and, and be too bold with the proclamations, but he's damn good. And he's getting better, and he's showing with more opportunity what he can be. Cam Johnson is also very good, and they got four first-round picks on top of that. So – I feel like this is going to be a competitive team that plays hard, that that is fun to watch the rest of this year, and it's a team with a core and a future. So I'm happy. Yeah, and considering we were always going to lose, or so it went, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they both clearly didn't want to be here. What more could you ask for? Obviously, the Kyrie Irving trade was a little bit slanted because we were looking for more of a win-now move than, as it turns out, the Suns move, but then Suns move seems to be the biggest win now move we could have had when you're losing Kevin Durant. What more could you want as a Nets fan? And I, I sent out a tweet and it got it got some play that, you know, everyone was in a bad spot before the Celtics game. Everyone was in a bad spot midway through the Celtics game, right? An even worse spot. And the Nets sucked you back in, right? They they brought us back into the fold in the way that the only only the nets know how to right when when you're at death's door when you're when you think that the season is lost when when it's when all hope is out the window the nets brought you back in by being a fun competitive team and what is there to complain about from from that game from this weekend right it's a it's a it's a beautiful day in new york here on monday the nets are on a two game winning streak and there is a measure of hope that has inserted itself back into Nets world. And I, I still think that there are a lot of uh, Nets fans with some strange opinions on Twitter and, uh, you know, as you'll find everywhere. But there is a serious modicum of hope that exists within the Nets community now on this Monday. And it is it is great to, to not be one of the lone voices of hope because this hope has always existed. Mikhail Bridges has always, over these last, if you look at seven games before the Boston and now it's nine games, He's always been a good player, and he's been a good player for the Nets, and now we can look forward to having him for three more seasons. Hopefully, fingers crossed, the Nets sign Cam Johnson. The future is bright. The future is bright. And if you would have asked me, you know, on this road trip, what would you consider to be a success? Henry Hall says in the in the chat here, two and two road trip would be a success, right? The Nets could get wins in these upcoming games, right? And it's just exciting to have that measure of hope and Everyone is looking ahead to uh, the lottery, but the Nets are still in the sixth seed, only a game and a half out of the fifth seed. Lots of positives. For me, yo, Friday night 
watching the beginning of that game, I was in hell. I said it on the radio. That was hell for a Nets fan that has been owned by the Celtics, a rivalry, a team that we hate. I said, I hate their parquet floor. I hate that they love that stupid mascot, Lucky, like he's a real person. I hate their jerseys, whether they have these like Celtic dark green jerseys that they lost in last night to the Knicks, <laughs> or if they have those black jerseys, I guess trying to be a little cooler than their regular green and white. I just, I'm anti Boston, anti Celtic. So that first half, I'm just like, this is painful. It's a slow death. These guys were like trying to throw passes off the backboard, chucking up. So they were taking the net so lightly. I felt so disrespected. I'm like, what, what, what is this? Like, do these guys have no pride? And then that second quarter, they started to play a little different. You know, can't really win or lose a game in the first quarter. I always say that. Um, second quarter, they play a little different. At halftime, I think that's where all the pride kicked in. And in the second half, they started kicking their ass. And I think that the Celtics just took their foot off the gas and they got caught, pants down. <laughs> On your floor, you thought you were going to have an easy night, a Friday night, taking the Nets lightly. And then the Nets found it. Dorian Finney-Smith found it. Can we throw up the score and the box score from the Celtic game, the Celtics game on Friday? Nets beat the Celtics 115-105. They were 11-point dogs. Damn, I wish I bet the Nets that night. I was thinking about it. But honestly, on a four-game losing streak, why would you bet the Nets in that situation? But man, if you would have bet on, on Dorian Finney-Smith to hit his threes, cash money. If you would have bet on Cam Johnson to be a 20-point scorer, cash. If you would have bet Mikhail Bridges 35 points, <laughs> there's a lot M of money. Mikhail Bridges paid. going over 25 and a half points is a lock. That's a that's a lock going forward I for the rest of the season. I said that last night. I'm like, this guy is an Iron Man. He plays every game. And now we're starting to see he can go get 25, 30 points a game. Is this going to be regular? Because if it is... You can't replace KD. You can't replace Ky Kyrie, but you can replace production. You can replace point production. And I saw Hudson making the point about his contract and him being under control for the next few years. Maybe the front office is smarter than we've been giving them credit. Yeah, you know, it's pretty cool that the Nets traded KD for KD. You know, that, that's... Yo, <laughs> <laughs> that mid-range Mikhail. I'm like, bro... I'm like, they're, they're not running the sets for him like they ran for KD. He's just getting to his spot. They don't even, John doesn't even want him taking those shots and he's finding them. He well, said it's that, a layup to him. He said <laughs> he knows. Like, he's like, if you practice these shots enough, they're layups. He knows. Well, that's the thing. He has uh, four 30-point games and nine games with the Nets. He had two 30-point games and 429 games with the Suns. Sometimes it's just about opportunity to show what you've improved on and, and how good you actually can be. And... With Bridges, you see it, right? There are things that are going to come. There are bumps in the road that are going to come. When teams start game planning for him, when they start setting doubles, how does he adjust? How does he become a playmaker? But we always knew he was long. We always knew he had a pure shot. We always knew he was a defender, all those things, and improving in certain ways. But you really see the improvement as a foundational star-level player in a couple of subtle ways. I referenced that, that shot. But it's not that it's a catch-and-shoot anymore. And at the beginning, he was doing those pull-up mid-range jumpers. But now it's extended to the three-point line as well. He's hitting the you know little step-back, little pull-up threes. All of these things off of the bounce as his handle is tighter. Then when you see people come out to him, he can dribble, drive, and get to the rack. So 
there, there's a, a, a myriad of ways that this guy is showing what he could do. And just look at the numbers. He's averaging over 25 points a game, well over 25 points a game now, on greater than 50, 40, 90 shooting when you're talking about about a, close to a 10-game sample size now. So it is fair. I, it, you, you always have to, all right, let's take a deep breath. Let's not get too nuts or too bold. But it is fair to wonder if the Nets have a, a burgeoning superstar on their hands in, in Bridges. And, it's consistency, though, right? And and we now, as Nets fans, have had the opportunity to watch this happen twice this season, right? Because we also had Cam Thomas, who went off for his historic run. And Cam Thomas, for whatever reason, was not able to continue that. We saw these Nets actually win two games, playing him very limited minutes. I don't want to call him a liability over those last two games, but if you're looking at who was leading in the minus column in that Celtics game, it was Cam Thomas. But Mikhail Bridges, and again, only a nine-game sample size, is, is showing the consistency. And it's consistency not just in his scoring, it's consistency in the things that we expect from him, right? He is getting rebounds, same amount of rebounds as Jimmy Butler. He is getting his steals. He's fourth among small forwards in steals. He's almost averaging a block a game on not 50-40-90 shooting. He's 50-50-90. He's over 50% from the three-point line. His long arms are getting him over people. It is, it is some amazing play from him, and it, is, it has shown consistency over these games and if you are the Nets and you need someone who can be an a confident isolation scorer clearly they have lacked Mikhail Bridges as he gains that confidence is showing that he can be him down for this rest of this rest of this stretch and it is no coincidence that the Nets have won these two games back to back now that they have practices now that they've had any amount of time to gel off of the, the you know the bright lights of the actual NBA games, right? That's just been huge for the Nets to be able to sit down and gel because when you compare this team, the team that got smoked to the by the Knicks last week, it is night and day. It's not even close. And as a Nets fan, you have to think that is going to continue over the rest of this season. And there's a lot to be excited about with this team. And, and Bridges has sort of taken on that face of the franchise role to a certain – you can see him growing into it. After the game on Friday night, he was the one in the locker room where Jacques Vaughn said, clip. McHale, do you have something to say? And it went to McHale Bridges. And then the next game against the Hornets, a game that when you beat Boston, you then got to go beat the Hornets. And they took care of business right from jump, and he was the one that came out like that. And, and I think Cam Johnson has a little bit of that in him too. We, we referenced on the last episode what Cam had said after the Knicks game. And then Cam, in the, the, after the Celtics game, said we kind of looked at each other and said we ain't going out like that. Then he competes with a, a, you know, a hurt nose or whatever happened in the game. He's bleeding from the nose. And Jacques Vaughn, after the game, is saying, I love it. Like he was emphasizing how much he loves it. They're going to build around the Twins. 